0: yes let's solve yeah. everything
1: let's solve it all w- might as well right so that you know the 17 to 24 people who listen to this podcast just spread the word we figured it out whatever yes. it is we got it we're it out here we're going to figure it out live in front of you uh okay not live it's recorded um right in front of you so that you can know how to fix it i'm alive we're live or am i
0: hashtag you're welcome <laughs> all right well i am andy swindler
1: I am Brendan McNamara,
0: and today the question of the day is: Is white supremacy real?
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a totally classic question in so many different ways.
0: Really, um, lots to unpack there. And, yeah, uh, let me.
1: Well, let me blast my first my first impression.
0: Well, hold on. Uh, I'm just. Oh, wait, oh, are you going to answer the question?
1: I'm just going to answer the question yeah, now, yeah. and then I'll okay. see see how my answer changes in an hour. Okay. Uh, it is. Um, I'm, I'm putting an asterisk next to that. It absolutely is real. Um, uh, putting an asterisk next to that, I think the big thing we're gonna end up talking about is there are certain subsets. I would consider them subsets. There are subsets of uh, our culture presently, yet the culture in the United States where white supremacy means something completely different than it is meant historically. The, than what it's meant uh, for, and now people would say it's, it's been clarified and it's actually what it's always meant, uh, but semantically, um, does, does white supremacy exist in the new semantic sense? But that's a long parenthetical. I'd be like, I don't know if that one exists, but does white supremacy exist or is it real? Yes, that's where I'm starting from, but let's see. Hold on, maybe by the, by the end of this, I'd be like, you know what, not real. So that's my, my little caveat
0: got it got it um i'm going to just go with a simple yes and we'll yes. see see where we <laughs> land as <of> a <laughs> relatively new format yeah. we yes yes our answers in the beginning then we then we talk and we solve everything and then at the end we we offer new answers potentially yes answers.
1: potentially yeah or maybe they're just the same but they're same i mean i think this is the great thing about it right that even if your your mind isn't fundamentally changed that uh if nothing else walking through a journey with somebody else's perspective um well, I think most of the time will change your mind. It might not fundamentally 180 degree change your mind, but I feel like every time you talk to someone who you don't agree with, your mind is changed. I mean, literally neurologically. And then I often think of it as like, it shaves off uh, uh, sloppy edges or it cuts. Uh, I wish I had one of my shirt. I thought I did, but like uh, cuts out, cuts the loose threads, you know? Cause there's always little parts of what we think and what we think we think, there you go. Just kind of removes a boo-boo, takes a little bandaid off.
0: Um, I like but, the the degree reference though, because yep. you know if a plane is one degree off course, eventually, yes, it could be just in a totally different place. Hundreds, yeah, you end up you end up in the North Pole, if not, yeah. if not millions of miles away from where it started.
1: Yeah, as you continue, I mean, eventually you come back around to yourself, I suppose. If you if you circumnavigate the globe, but um, wait, wait,
0: wait, you don't think the Earth is round, do you?
1: I do. I do think it's kind of. <laughs> I mean, that's how, just visually how it appears. Like, you know when you see on a clear day the kind of what they refer to in the old testament as the uh the firmament you know on a really clear day especially when we were younger i feel like i saw it more on a really clear day during the day you could almost see, you can kind of see the dome you can yeah. i always thought it looked kind of like a contact lens the contact lens of the sky i mean to me that's the best proof of a not flat earth thing unless you're saying the whole thing is like a flat circle like this like a like a yeah like a pizza and then putting a dome on top of the pizza Hmm. i haven't had pizza in a while um i guess that it's
0: it's time i break it to you that this is the brendan show and you
1: yay i've been pranked this whole this is all this is all an elaborate prank um let's i I thought a cool way to jump into this would be when you say white supremacy is real do you mean it by the what i would consider and we see if we can even agree on that do you agree that there is a classic definition of white supremacy and there is a new proposed definition of white supremacy at present? Do we have the same experience of reality in that in that, um, in that paradigm or in that definition? Mm-hmm. Meaning like a historic definition, I would say as far as I know until the past, somewhere in the past, what, what year are we in? 20, somewhere in the past 40, 40 plus years. Maybe, yeah. maybe maybe 50 there's been a proposed uh, addendum or a revised definition that hasn't really made it to all the dictionaries or whatever yet so it's still pretty it's still a novel i would consider that therefore a a novel a uh, novel um definition but which i think a lot of people hearing this might already assume because it's a popular one to discuss might think that we're talking about and I think that's how we can both say yes and actually be answering different questions with, especially with a term like this.
0: Yeah, I agree. We should we should move through some definitions. Um, even 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 breaking down white and supremacy is two different definitions. Yeah. And you know, there's a few different sort of versions of of where white even came from. On this show, we've decided to say lightly melanated as a more <laughs> a scientifically accurate way to talk yeah. about. Them. Um, generally, white would refer to lightly melanated people, probably of European origin. Um, maybe not at this point, yeah. especially. Even important. like,
1: you know, even like I would think classically, like Northern European. Yeah. Like I get, I'm from, like my people are from Ireland, like um, very dominantly.
0: I like uh, the term- like Jane so- Elliott version where it's like, yeah, we we all came from Africa and the further north we got, you know, the the yeah. more, the lighter... The less melanation we needed to collect vitamin D. Yeah. Like, huh? That makes a lot of sense to me. Yep. I don't know. I'll, I'll buy that one for a dollar. <laughs> uh, uh, oh,
1: wait. So wait, do you, have you experienced reality in the same way though, where that there, there was a prior, de- there is a prior definition, which still exists, obviously you don't replace definitions necessarily. Just like literally also means literally as well as it now means figuratively, um, <laughs> And yeah. I, that's that's a gilded, I know I'm sort of gilding my own lily there in terms of the example I used. So I, I fully recognize the, the. I didn't intend it as such, but subconsciously I probably did. Um, that there was a prior definition and there is a new proposed definition. Like, is that how you've experienced? Yeah. Yes. And I know oh, okay. we've
0: talked about that at length. And that's one of the reasons I was, there's a few reasons this has bubbled up, I think, between us and, and some of your yep. other conversations. and. And it, this is in a category of of that, absolutely, yeah, okay. Uh, that the way it's talked about broadly and systemically is yeah. is newer concept, I think, in terms of the actual terminology. yeah, uh, now we lots of people debate sort of the the actual nature of it and and the systemic nature, especially and when that came about. And one thing i'm I appreciate about you is that you're I think one of the reasons you're trying to bring us back to these definitions uh, again and again is is because if because if they if we dilute the meaning too much Mm -hmm. then what the heck are we talking about at at the end of the day like what do we like Words matter like definitions matter yeah and I think about it not you know I've gone as we've said at length you know very deep into woke culture and uh, so I'll come at this from a certain perspective of of, of what I learned there, uh, and some of that's history, and some of that's um, what's happening now, and everything in between. And there's dare uh, there I say nuance in the definitions, and and the challenge I see is that the modifiers really really matter. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you know, like even even talking about racism, I mean, I've I've developed uh, workshops around that, and I personally. Yeah. Like to distinguish between interpersonal racism, which is I think more how you tend to think about it, or or how it's more historically been defined, like a racist act, like a an overt yeah, racist.
1: Yeah, act. well, yeah, yeah. I would put racism. Racism has to be internal, fundamentally, because it's an ism. You know what I mean? It's a it's a, philo- it's a philosophy first and foremost before it's any even before it's an act. So an like, act can be can appear to be racist, like if you if you went and lynched a black man, right? that would appear to be a racist act, but it is not de facto a racist act. You would have to establish why that particular black man was being lynched, for example, right? Recognizing that I know lynching has a has a racist connotation, but lynching is also just how people enacted mob justice throughout a, a, a lengthy period. And as we know, more disproportionately uh, more black people than white people were lynched in the American South, but more white people than black people were lynched in the American South in total, because it was a larger population. Uh, so, so I, don't, I, just, I don't mean you know what I'm saying like in that way. I, just, so I,
0: yeah. Yeah. I think even before we started talking, I thought it was necessary that, to actually have two terms and say, well, there's interpersonal racism and then there's systemic. Yeah. The yeah. systemic racism, I know, is the part that you know you you challenge more and that is hard, much yeah. harder, I think, to sort of quantify. And yeah. and some of that is is just a well, trust us, it's there, the kind of kind of deal, which, which yeah, we yeah, certainly yeah, yeah. don't don't buy, but. Oh, gosh. Uh, no. I have. I've spent the last several years basically yeah, yeah. super buying into that. So that's just an interesting, you know, difference between us. And and I'm sure one that will show up here today because, you know, you can't have the idea of white supremacy is, to me, uh, completely, inextricably linked with racism in some way. Um, and so, anyway, so that's some brief, very brief, too brief definition of, of what we might mean by white um and then and i put these together term, uh, in terms of the actual language in i put them in the same category because we've talked quite yeah. a bit about that about racism and how the language has changed oh yeah i know what yeah. i wanted to. so i distinguish them because i think something you're often up against is is like well wait a minute but now when people just say racism they mean systemic racism so it's become very difficult to sort of pick apart what the heck people are talking about. Yeah, yeah. Eight eight year old a lot. I don't. I, I'm not cussing on this show anymore. This is weird.
1: Hey, look at you! You're changing your mind before our very eyes.
0: So then to come back to white supremacy. Uh, yeah. One of the uh, pieces of history that I read about that seems viable is that in in 1444. Mm a portuguese prince henry the navigator and he became the first european to sail to sub-saharan africa and and seize captives directly rather than mm-hmm. buying slaves and enslaved africans from north african middlemen and in that you know basically did some content marketing as we would call it now where he he wrote about uh, you know they lived like beasts they had no understanding of good but only knew how to live in bestial sloth so and then that spread amongst the elites in portugal and i think beyond and like european elites and yeah. so that started to define um but something i think we absolutely both agree on because it's true is that that's not when slavery started by any stretch of the imagination yeah. that's not when othering started that's not when oppression started that's not when
1: no um, yeah yeah
0: destruction of basically, genocide started. Uh, you know, that's but that is one marker of when for 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 whatever reason, um, and the way I understand it is because there might have been some there might have started to be some resistance or maybe the fact that they were now doing this directly rather than just you know, sort of going to the market and letting somebody else do the dirty work, there there became some need to justify why these people were less than or why they weren't even people at all. And that reason became oh, because they have dark skin.
1: Yeah. Well it's an interest. oh sorry, go ahead.
0: And then and then and ergo that's one historical story about how race was was born particularly to elevate white white people or lightly melanated so yeah Europe. Well
1: it's interesting because you shared um some of that uh from an article by uh from open democracy uh on this uh, um on this phenomenon, right? And what's interesting in the quotes from it, right? Uh, so this this guy, this sounds gross to me, uh, although I wasn't there, this is his lived experience, but this is the beautiful thing of denying lived experiences uh, based on uh, like contrary evidence. Uh, so Zorora, uh, uh, who was a chief chronicler of the kingdom of Portugal, how cool is that to have a chief chronicler, by the way, um, right. wrote, uh, portrayed slavery is an improvement over freedom in Africa, which is fascinating. I don't, I'm sure the Roman uh, the Romans seem like a kind of culture that'd be up to that. But generally this is a this is a new proposition as far as I'm aware that I've never seen where someone's saying that slavery uh, would be better um, than than freedom as opposed to it's the plight, of those who are slaves, you know what I mean? People are born to, you know, many many, many people throughout history have had essentially something similar to a caste system assumption, it seems like, where they're just like, well, what do you mean? You were born to be a slave. You are born to be a serf. You were born a serf, you'll always be a serf. I was born to be royal. I'm meant to be royal. Essentially like we are, it is what it is. We are what we are. And we are as such either by divine appointment or by reincarnative uh, blessing, right? I mean, obviously through, through any sort of reincarnative lens, If you were born of a higher station, then you absolutely deserved it because whatever you did, because your karma, whatever you did in your past life. Right. So here, though, in the quotes used, right, they lived like beasts, had no understanding of good, but only knew how to live in bestial sloth. Fascinating because that connects good to productivity, sort of fascinating. We'll probably talk about capitalism at some point, Um, but nothing in this speaks anything as, as to skin color. So there's nothing racial. There's nothing racial involved in here at all. Uh, They'd already been by Black folks. There was no need to indicate that like uh, Black folks were less than or whatever. So it's actually speaking, fascinating here, speaking about a culture, not necessarily race. So it's saying it's a cultural improvement over over essentially African culture, certainly in othering. um, As is, not, I don't even know how wildly necessary it is for slavery, just because slavery, I think, was just an assumed reality for most human beings throughout human history. But I I think the interesting and the thing that you said, that you sent, um, it was sort of suggesting that this then led to racism, where really there's no conversation about race that they quoted. And I would assume it could be incorrect that if they wanted to make that connection explicit, if they had explicit language to do so, they would have used it and they didn't. I could be wrong because I wasn't there in the editorial meeting, but it is fascinating that race is not mentioned at all, nor is it necessary to... For this justification, it would just be cultural. It's like, oh, y'all, y'all are gross. They said the same. I mean, again, being Irish or whatever, English said the same thing about Irish. You know what I mean? They're barbarians or whatever. And so there doesn't. So then it's a culture. It's speaking to a cultural improvement as opposed to a a racial one. In which case, race might not have been important at all. But I consider Portuguese brown people. So, ah, so, shows how othering I am.
0: Yeah, and and I think there there's more to that, and and I guess just in the context of attribution uh that particular segment was not only borrowed from the article you've referenced which oh yes we'll get out on our tumblr but also john yeah uh, you in the podcast how race was made yeah uh, so I, I, there's probably some more texture there around around what what we would come to think of as race or or the melanation the darker skin of africans um and it just i mean it just seems like a very convenient way to other people it seems like a very convenient yes. way they, visually it's a very obvious visual thing it's a very easy yeah. way to sort people boom i, I so yeah. in, in, in that way it, it just seems like in the context of of as as the breath actually there's this other paragraph that i didn't mention or that i didn't put in yet
1: mm.
0: from Grada Kilomba, a portuguese writer artist it's yeah. like that says um you know, we're we're not past denial yet. Racism has to do with a psychological process that goes from denial to guilt, from guilt to shame, from shame to recognition, and from recognition to reparation. I feel like we're in complete denial. Um but this uh other piece here, just to say that race was manufactured by the early ideologies of colonialism to justify the unjust unjustifiable.
1: Oh, interesting. Well, so then, it, so they're suggesting it was born somewhere different previous then to Portugal, because this doesn't have anything to do with the colonization. So they're saying it was born previously. This, this, this is what I mean, man. So these are contrary claims. Yeah. Because it's not colonialist to take somebody from somewhere. Colonizing is actually to go and take over a place. And that's not what the Portuguese did here, although they certainly did so in s- Southern India. I married a woman who's Indian, her last name is Portuguese. Uh, so they got around um not- notable sure. colonial individuals but not colonized R- race has nothing to do with colonization here so that's those are two contrary claims that we have to figure out which one is correct and actually you know what i'm saying so but again since whenever this is okay this is this, this is just more of an evidence-based thing right where where every um this is what i do whenever i read anything right that i was like well if there's no evidence but then they like in the, the um and again, I haven't read, heard the whole podcast, but if they're trying to make this in an article, you'd put the most explicit information in there to make your connections for you. But since in the in this article that you sent, for example, it says nothing about race whatsoever, and then it just starts talking about race as though it was there, which is a trick, it's a rhetorical trick. You it's almost like a sleight of hand. You're like, oh, ho, ho. you say something that's maybe similar, and then you jump over here where there's a huge missing link that so then basically it's a non- Invent like talking about race after talking about culture is as um, that's a leap. That's a logical leap with with no no link in between. And if you do it confidently enough, I've done it myself, uh, you can often trick people into thinking because our brains do this, right? If you miss letters in something, if you leave letters out, our brains will fill in usually the whatever contextual word makes the most sense. But at least in this in this sharing and this in the the other quote you shared, those are contrary claims, and there's no connection to race made at all in the thing. So that's fascinating, right? Because then you're just like, oh, okay. You just assume it must be true because they've moved on. They've connected the subjects for you but they haven't actually connected them. Isn't that fascinating? So now that makes me doubt the claim. You know what I mean? Immediately. But that's, yeah. just, I, that's, that's where my, I, I'm, I have a skeptical mind. And I'm, and, well, but we're both writers. And as a writer, like you wouldn't do that, right? I mean, you you write, you wouldn't necessarily leap from something to this, something else and just be like, well, I'll leave you to connect the dots when, when there's think, no actual connection yet.
0: I think I'm more likely to do that than you. Oh, okay. like something I value about how your tenacity for making <laughs> sure there's no weak links. Because y- yeah, like I, I do think I make make leaps or I I sort of go down some convenient paths in these yeah. conversations that yeah. that uh has made everything yeah. even more complex. So.
1: <laughs> um, things are complex yeah yeah and listen i get it in terms of rhetoric you do try to simplify and often in my writing i've been accused of being overly complex because i use a ton of parenthetical references because i'm like i i write as though i'm reading it you know what i mean but yeah. i just
0: think this is just the entire like mind map in your writing yeah. yeah
1: i just see this a lot and this is i send articles to you almost maybe too much um that uh that do this sort of thing where i'm like wait a second and so this one did this as well, where it's just like ideas of white supremacy and development came in handy when colonizing nations were looking for ideologies that would justify this kind of ruthless subjugation. It wasn't ruthless subjugation. It was, it was de rigueur economic activity at the time. So this is reading history through a present day lens. That's inaccurate. And then there's nothing to do. They literally showed no evidence of white supremacy whatsoever. Like there's there's nothing here to do, so they've provided no evidence of it, and they're like, see, so that's how, so that's why I think in general the prop the new definition of white supremacy, I I I, I generally reject a because it's self contradictory, and then b no I've never seen a good argument for it, and I've seen a lot of just like this one, um, really poor arguments. So this is a bad argument, for example. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? So oh wait, let me just go back real oh, quick. Goes Go. You know, Go. It ahead. goes on
0: to explain what's happening with you right now because confronting white people with the historical system of white superiority and with their own internalized racism can be extremely challenging, triggering numerous evasion and defensive mechanisms.
1: Yeah, isn't that fun? Basically, if you disagree with me, it proves my theory. It's a, it's a, it's a hilarious. It's the funny thing, and so for example, that's another thing I've heard a bunch of times. It is, well, it's funny. It's, it's. I think it's as silly as a, uh, a monkey in a banana suit uh doing roller derby like it's just hilarious right you ever seen that any way any which way but loose the Clint Eastwood thing he's not funny but it's him and an orangutan is like he's his co-star it's like Turner and Hooch um and it's funny I don't know why it's just immediately funny and Clint Eastwood is not funny he is not a comedic actor Um, Was that the
0: right turn Clyde
1: (laughs) yeah I think so yeah 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 yeah. I I think I didn't even remember
0: the name of it but I remembered but right turn Clyde Yeah.
1: yeah so uh That's So the fact that people would make such a proposal that it's like, oh, when you disagree with me, it's proof that I'm right. I mean, that is, that's just one of the silliest things. That's just, nobody, I mean, people will fall for that, but only the most highly suggestible person would ever fall for that. Because all you have to do is return it and go, well, no, no, my proposal is true. And the fact that you are evading it is proof that I'm right. So for example, it, it would lead to a never-ending no you, no you, no you, no you. It's 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 uh it's infantile, it's childish. Um, and I think it's a childish invention invented by smart people, because I think really smart people are able to convince things wisely, you know. I would just want to look at the initial definition of white supremacy, like what I still assume, because I'm a semantic conservative. White supremacy, gonna... but this is Wikipedia, right? So this is this is like a crummy, thrown together cultural understanding basically. It's like the people's Britannica, right? It has a left bias or whatever. We know all that, but it's, it's, I think it's mild, honestly, on a lot of entries, personally. But white supremacy is the belief that white people are superior to those of other races and thus should dominate them. That last par- that last phrase, by the way, I would not have assumed, because to me, it uh, essentially has to be ideological. Um, but thus should dominate them is fascinating. Uh, the CRT definition speaks yeah, more to this. Meaning oh, that ahead.
0: you're distinguishing the ideology of I'm superior to you to the action of domination.
1: Yeah, mean? or even the intention towards domination. Because
0: you, thus You shouldn't. might be able to live. It might be possible to just walk around and believe I'm superior without actually wanting well, to. Well,
1: yeah, because if you do too much active stuff to dominate other people, you're disproving your own theory. Right. Like if you invent- but If I lot-
0: have to dominate you- and you're not, not, yeah, I'm not yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, so that's I mean, this is the whole problem with the this is it's 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 contrary. The previous definition, just like literally and figuratively, is contrary to the new definition because the new definition says that there's like a bunch of laws in place to make sure white supremacy happens. but that de- denies supremacy because if you have to do a bunch of things to like shore up your supremacy, you're not you're not supreme. So then it's a. Then you're basically saying that's a false impression. You know what I mean? I, it's it's so ta- it's such a tangled thing that basically contradicts the previous one. So Oxford said it's the belief that white people are better than other groups and should have power over them. So I have to, whether or not that's what I thought, um, I do have to. I, I sort of feel like I have to submit to the fact that that's the the preeminent definition. That power that ha- that they they should have power by virtue of their supremacy. Um, and I, I just, in terms of lived experience, I grew up in a culture where black supremacy was far more popular than white supremacy. So the fact that people are talking about white supremacy, I think, is really wild in terms of the actual original definition. I, I, the only people I ever heard say things like this were people who were culturally conceived of as detestable. Nazis, neo-Nazis, whatever area, the KKK, you know what I mean? That Those sort of people were the only people I'd ever heard say such a thing. I've heard people espouse black supremacist beliefs my entire life. I still hear it on a weekly basis. We have a ton of black Israelites here in, in Raleigh. So I literally hear people screaming it out on street corners on a weekly basis in public with little to no harassment. And I've heard it my entire life in pop culture, in music. It was the general assumption of especially young men growing up that basically everybody wanted to be a a black man. And I know black people would be like, "Mm, you don't really wanna be us, (laughs) y'all. Go ahead and check that. But uh, A, you don't, then therefore you're claiming to know the truth of someone's internal reckoning about what they wanted and didn't want, which is fascinating. That's a fascinating, now I'm into that. You know what I mean? I'm into challenging lived experiences and personal uh, declarations of truth. But, so it's fascinating to me that like there seems to be like a renewed obsession with the term. But I think the renewed obsession with the term is actually rooted mostly in the new term, although people still profess that like white supremacist groups are the like number one terrorist group in the United States and stuff. So people still talk about it in the old way too, while also trying to talk about the new way. But those, I don't know, maybe it doesn't seem contradictory to you, but those definitions do conflict in terms. so they can't coexist as coordinate definitions completely because they parts of each other cancel each other
0: out so as we move through this so we've we've talked about yeah. white we've sort of touched on supremacy although i want to come back to that yeah we've now talked about white supremacy and then you mentioned something i think that's very important is to just, is also to talk about the white supremacist mm-hmm. and that i feel like is an important part of particularly what is, I think, true historically, and you just mentioned the KKK and the Nazis and, yeah. and, and groups that are unabashedly white supremacist. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, for some reason, I'm in Chicago, the Blues Brothers comes to mind as a- <laughs> yeah.
1: All right, they comical, break into a meeting or whatever,
0: yeah. Comical view of, yeah, Illinois Nazis. Yes. Uh, yeah, and, they're figures.
1: Of, they're figures of mockery white supremacists, that means people who adhere to this belief, right? White supremacy is like Christianity, right? And then a Christian is someone who lives by those beliefs. So white supremacists is anybody who lives by the belief of white supremacy. And Blues Brothers, I don't know when Blues Brothers came out. I feel like it came out before I was born, but I could be wrong. I certainly wasn't allowed to see it as a child. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's how long, our entire generation, white supremacy has only been a mocked, it's, it's mocked, only been a mocked or derided or seen as evil uh, ideology in terms of popular culture or even my own interactions. I have I think I've only heard two people even speak white supremacist ideology in my presence, in my entire life. And I've heard thousands, just as a contrast, like as a white or black thing, thousands of black supremacist examples that yep. I could quote quote to you, songs I could share, especially in hip hop. I was a big hip hop head growing up and the five percenters and the nation of Islam are both black supremacist organizations, um, definitively that, that um, that were very influential in culture in pop culture in terms of music or whatever.
0: Well, I, I feel like a lot of the justification for that is the idea that that's that's defending against it's a defensive posture. Sure. Because of the prevalence of white supremacy.
1: It might be. I mean their claim is that it's rooted in history.
0: Right. It's literally and, like which would like- lead us to the the last definition to yeah. to distinguish, which let's call white supremacy culture. And yeah, that, that to me is like the the equivalence of racism versus like systemic racism yeah yeah that, that idea that it's just the water we swim in right Expanded yeah, out yeah. Just literally to everything yeah, um, yeah. one thing i wanted very briefly back um i literally have this taped on my wall because i think yeah. it's, i i like this from dr um dr rupa maria and and again hopefully we can share share this um it's this i don't know if we've ever talked about this or i feel like we have but she uh, starts. It's this diagram, and it's like colonialism at the top, and so mm. we could almost like scratch that off in the context of this conversation because I know we 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 can pick apart colonialism, <laughs> in the context of like what you just said about is it are we going somewhere to colonize are we taking people whatever, but the next part and then that breaks down to supremacism and capitalism and you know every one of these I'm sure we could do like an entire episode on, oh, but what yeah, I generally awesome. like about her piece here is that it yeah. all rolls up basically to supremacism as a human concept, whereas a lot of the arguments I yes. think that are made that kind of put white supremacy at the top, like, like white supremacy is the thing that's always existed, that's the worst evil, and what I do think you and I agree on is that well, yeah. white supremacy is a version, it certainly exists, at least in the context of what we just said, where there are oh, certainly
1: absolutely. groups
0: absolutely. do that, um, yep. And so that's the that's the yes part i'm sure of both of our answers to today's question yes um, but it still rolls up to a much more general concept of supremacy which is yeah human nature, really i mean, I mean yeah that history bears that out time and time again so yeah. we could pick this whole chart apart and but she you know says look at white supremacy male supremacy human supremacy but she also goes on to talk about ecocide right like mm. like Supremacy, right, is is something we almost never talk about in the in these in these waters, you know. And that's like, yeah, why do we think we can go around and destroy the earth and kill all the animals and like, yeah, there's assumption there about our superior about our supremacy, right?
1: Which I agree with. I am I am a human supremacist, um, and I think we are to have dominion over the earth, which makes us responsible for it, which all supremacy does, which is a fascinating part of it, right? Because even white supremacy is not that's like in terms of living in a semi, I think a formerly patriarchal culture. I think we're loosely such now. Um, I think we're struggling to get away from it, but I don't think it's possible really to get away from it because I think it's built into the human structure, Um, but we may modify the human structure enough to to, uh, where it will be subsumed. Um, Supremacy brings responsibility because supremacy says, I know best. I think most people believe this. I think most people are supremacists. I I know some people who are like, I think my in some ways, well, it's interesting. People are not supremacists, but they're supremacists in their assumption that they are not supremacists even. Meaning we all think that we are the best uh, ultimate adjudicators of how we should live our life, which is a supremacist. It's a human supremacist thought and it's an individualist supremacist thought. So then the problem is, this is my whole thing too, why I think racelessness is, is uh, is a key to un- to dissolving racism. Uh, it's the fact that we then start to think of ourselves as part of some sort of group that we're most often really not even part of that then leads to supremacy becoming not even, well, actually both beneficial and harmful is the problem, right? Because once yep. you start to thinking of yourself a coordinate group, then you can all work together, which is great, but then who's outside of that group and how do you regard them? That is tough th- and that's hard. I think that's a hard, Thing to navigate i think we've both experienced just by being human beings that's hard to navigate how you don't go because we're going this way which is not that way and there's a lot of those kind of people going that other way and then next thing you know you're saying they a lot or those people or then you just start saying extremist or alt blah 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 or anti blah 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 and then you're like oh no <laughs> well
0: that's the, the, the where does it end question is is one that's alive um it may be refreshing for you to hear even in some dei circles there's there's one practitioner in particular i I really respect who was saying you know she's like we've 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 stricken race as a as something to talk about in these workshops because we just thought i think some form of what you just said just like well, where does it end we're just to what extent is recognizing this whether it's historical or current or whatever thing that we we can point to in some various ways uh to what extent is that useful to address? Because if we, you know, yeah. that's something we can't talk yeah, about. Acknowledge,
1: acknowledge reality, man. Yeah.
0: And then, but then when does it end? When does it, when do we get to the point of, of, of moving beyond it?
1: Yeah, you'd want, you'd hopefully want to. And that's the question is, do people want to? I think a lot of people don't, because I think a lot of people don't want to give up their group identity. And this is actually one of the things I think is interesting, white supremacy. I think actually, I'm going to go, let's go ahead. I'm going to say a white supremacist thing, which I've probably never said in my life. I actually think something that white, uh, that white culture, quote unquote, is uh, is superior at, because I think various cultures have things that they are statistically more likely to be good at. Um, is uh, racelessness is group identity. Now, I, I was raised in a place where like whiteness as a group identity pretty much doesn't didn't doesn't really exist. And people are like, oh, you can do that because you're in a safe, pl- safe, pl- you know, a place of safety or plenty or whatever. Um, everyone in, in this country really is in a relative place of uh, of safety and, and plenty. So, slow your roll, uh, imaginary person. Um, but I actually think it's a good thing, and 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 if if it's led to any degree of success, then that's worthy of emulation. This is an interesting thing about supremacist movements: is I have a tendency to just dismiss them all instead of going well. Is there anything that's true about it? are they one hundred percent wrong? Is there anything? Is there anything that like white, because I've grown up in a culture where like white was bad, essentially. white white was good was something that like black people believed. It's not anything that white people believe. So then, uh, or any people any white people I've ever met. so, but is there anything good, you know? We've seen, I don't know if you saw that video where it was people were all standing in a row in this room and then it's some sociological experiment. And they had like all black folks stay in the room in the middle. And they were like, when on the count of three, you're gonna step over if, you, if you're how proud you are to be what you are. You're gonna step over to the right side if you're proud. And then over here is like not proud at all. And then there's like rows in between and they had the group of black folks do it. And all the black folks just like said one, two, three, and they all went to the wall, completely proud, fully proud of who I am. They did it for white folks. Some people stayed in the middle. Most people moved over to not proud. Oh, I have nobody. Nobody went to the proud side. I was like, that is straight up. It's just not relevant. And if we, I think it's a good. I think it's one of the strengths of of the concept. We're saying like, there's nothing explicitly superior in some sort of grand sense. Why would you be proud of? Well, like, oh, I was born this. I was born this way. I'm so proud of it. You're like, well, that's that's a miss. Maybe it's a, it's about the semantics of pride or whatever. But I mean, I think that's one cool thing we've learned from having. I think, in in many ways, uh, we have a nation founded by not entirely, but I would say quite a few, uh, quite a heavy influence from white of white supremacists of white supremacy thinkers, uh, because of the prevalence I think at the time of race science indicating for 300 years, race science. Uh, Darwin was a fan, for example. I have some good Darwin quotes um, that are very similar to this uh, Portuguese king, Fanoina, Um so I think people had that assumption that, that, race, that the races of humankind really were organized in some sort of hierarchy of evolutionary development, meaning that, and this is just logical, right? That if we all developed, like you were talking about, from dark people, the lightest people would be the newest version, right? They would be the most evolved version if, if that's essentially how it functioned. And we have the tendency, and this is not accurate, uh, that the newest is always best, right? And so it's basically like, well, what do you mean? The, the iPhone 15 is better than the iPhone 11, right? And that's what you Wait. want. You want the newest one. And so Wait, actually, when
0: does the, the iPhone 15
1: come out? I, I just don't I don't even know what number the iPhone is on now. Um, but like, and then even this, this is, again, what Darwin said in The Descent of Man. He said, the civilized races of man will almost certainly exterminate and replace the savage races throughout the world will be widened through extinction of the great apes once we kill out the great apes leaving a gap between the more civilized man and some ape as low as a baboon instead of as now between the negro or australian and the gorilla so once we kill the apes that'll kind of like help that'll actually you know widen the gap between like lights white people and, and and dark people or whatever so that pervaded obviously that's in you know very in very much around the founding of our nation in that same sort of cent, century or so so i think that again, so people say that was white supremacy involved in the founding of this nation is another way in which white supremacy is real. Yes. But what can we learn from that? You know.
0: Well, and I, I think I'm channeling um, the podcast seen on radio where uh, they did, I don't know if they name all of their seasons, but one season was named seeing white. Mm. And yeah. And I, unless I'm just mixing things up because I've looked at a lot of different resources, but yeah, there was a version of that that also, you know, sort of refreshingly talked about how you know the othering and the supremacy existed from England to the other islands, which you're, yeah. I think, you're really familiar with. And, yeah. and that obviously had enough. You know, their skin color was really quite similar. No, so it's,
1: called, it's it's similar to the Portuguese thing. It's a cultural thing.
0: Yeah, because Irish are
1: are drunken louts, barely, barely barbarians.
0: And and one of the I, I'm just remembering one of the things about that was they wore all white like mm. their clothing was all white and so that's there was sort of yeah. some people were looking at that piece of history and being like well that's okay so that's looking at white which I'm I'm really sensitive to that language I mean there's yeah even like, in, like consciousness work we talk about the shadow so there's this sense of like yeah light is good and the shadow is bad and yeah deeper shadow work you know would say that shadow is not bad but it's just something we need to look, look at and it's part of us and love yeah but, yeah but there is a sense in so many different places. And, you yeah. know, some like, I don't know, lots of kids are afraid of the dark. We're afraid yeah. of, the, we're afraid of the unknown. We can yeah. see things very well. They tend to sometimes yeah. have very poor fear. So they, and
1: if, and if you have white clothing that you can keep white, you are a special kind of being. Every time I wear white jeans, it's, but it's like before with, they invented
0: with, bleach. Yeah. Yeah. Within
1: so. like 50, within 15 minutes. Yeah. So you're like, it's, it's, an, it's an impossibility in a, in a filthy world. Right whereas if you have dark again dark clothing's great you wear black clothes it doesn't kind of matter what you spill on it so it is just a practicum but now of course the fact that we metaphorize that to skin color is is such a it's such a leap it's well, such, again it's one of those things it's a dis, there's a huge disconnect there as to then okay why that would relate to well dark skin color then is more like the filthiness you're like what sure, i guess in visual proximity of color but that doesn't mean like you're less, you're more likely to be infected. It has more bacterium on it. It's more dangerous in any way. You know what I mean? Like a black yeah. car, whatever black car versus a white car or whatever, but it's just, um, you know, it, re- it reflects light. That's it. That's all we're talking about.
0: Well, and I'm remembering too, and this was probably, especially at a period where I was sort of lazily correlating things, but the, I remember I was, I was traveling to Vietnam and we, we flew back through Thailand and just seeing this huge billboard hmm. for like skin whitening yeah i think it was pearl white or something i don't know but it was yeah. it was just like so there there is certainly whether it's pure marketing or culturally or you know that's probably a whole part too so and i know we don't uh-huh. have time so i'll just sort of plant the seed for that like oh yeah how does it show up that we celebrate and sell the idea of being more white as, yeah. as, as something good um yeah but I, but,
1: and, di- and did white folks do that or does that is that a vietnamese in- invention like, exactly. is
0: that, like it stuck out because i was in thailand i was like oh god what does that oh, mean it's fascinating. yeah yeah
1: I yeah. I, yeah i saw ads for it i don't know if They, if i think it's sort of it's 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 becoming less uh, uh fashionable or whatever but there was yeah ads for that when we were in india on the tv constantly for like skin so fair or whatever so, and i was like is that just one now does that come from like British people being like, we're better than you because of our fairness? Or is that an Indian invention being like, wanting to be like something else? Like, likewise with, with black culture, octoroon balls or whatever in our own history. Is that trying to want to, wanting to look like someone who you recognize as more powerful than you? Or we see it with skin darkening or tanning beds or whatever. It's pretty right. much just about emulate. in which case you can't blame someone else for you wanting to be like them. You can blame people who then specifically were like, you must be more like this, that would be supremacist, right But right. I see color you see colorism in the black community still to this point oh yeah. more popular Absolutely. in the 80s or whatever but um, so then that's a fascinating that thing then you're like you can't blame anyone else for that unless someone specifically told like a white person introduce that concept to you because then that means actually you have a white supremacy problem. That's like oh, that, that, that would be a black, that it would be like literally you're into white supremacy, you're white supremacist, like that literally functionally makes a black person a white supremacist because they believe being lighter is somehow superior. So that's, I mean, but, that may, that's a human problem because we all have to fix everybody's problems together, but that would not be, that's not coming necessarily from white people.
0: Well, and this is where it, we, we start getting into the, the embodied work of say Resuban Menachem and others who... That that really gets us into that systemic. I think much more difficult to sort of prove or point at piece where it's like no. After after so many generations, people were so downtrodden and destroyed and torn apart that they just sort of stopped believing in in their own sovereignty. Um, yeah. The which, would be, a, which again, would be a, know, which, which would like be
1: which would be good parts. could be good, right? Because it would be a defeat of supremacist thought. That's fascinating to think about. Because supremacist thought is is based in the per, their perception of someone's individual sovereignty and the and the correctness of their own ability to appraise the way to go is that's the foundation of supremacy. I don't think we can become supremacistless. Personally, I can think we can become raceless because I don't think it's really that consequential oh since, yeah well you know, since supremacy thought is fundamental to our existence
0: if i catch your drift i mean one something i hear fairly often is from yeah. let's say black people to simplify it but you know it's like hey you know we're not we don't want to get back at you for for <laughs> yeah. and all this we we, yeah. we just want to live, we just want to live our lives and, yeah. and so that i think might correlate to what you just said is like well wouldn't that be rather extraordinary if as horrible as it was, if if it somehow like stripped an entire generation of supremacist thought of any kind, which I'm yeah. I'm with you. This is an area we agree on that, that supremacy is inherently human. We are animals. We have yeah. fear circuitry. That fear circuitry yeah. gets triggered, especially if like our our bodies or our families are in danger. We're gonna get real supremacists real quick. Oh, for and sure. I've seen it in. I, I'm not gonna go at length because I already talked about this, but like in revolutionary groups. You know, so-called that I've seen con- concentrations of power. I've, you mm-hmm. know, seen them engage in othering, uh, and especially in the name of horizontality. Mm-hmm. And this is something I've studied quite extensively in terms of how do we actually create truly collaborative systems? How do we how do we build systems that sort of um, acknowledge this human reality and of our biology? Yeah, we can't. It's not good enough to just show up and be like, oh, we're horizontal. <laughs> yeah. There so many yeah. organizations over time yeah. that, I mean, even unions, I'm not anti-union, but my God, I mean, anytime there's a concentration of that much power, you know, certainly unions have done things that, that aren't great over time as no,
1: well. No, no, it's, it's, a, it's a mixed bag, as every human construct is, yeah. Um,
0: but all of this, I think, may, may lead us to one thing that was pretty popular a few years ago mm. um, called the, the characteristics of white supremacy culture. I realized until right before this that there's literally a a domain a website called white supremacy culture.info
1: I know it's got it's got all the stuff
0: so and then you click on the characteristics tab um but yeah it's quite it's quite extensive it's actually quite beautiful um so to skip to to you know you can read through all this um and but to sort of cut to the chase there's a few characteristics um that I'll just I'll just name these so fear one right way either or and the binary denial and defensiveness right to comfort and fear of conflict individualism progress is more and quantity over quality worship of written word and urgency and the the very broad idea here, and you know I believe there's some truth to this. um, But I'll uh, that that. This is all in contrast to indigenous cultures. Mm. And there's a there's some truth to that, but there's some pretty big problems with that in the context of A, like, well, which indigenous cultures, like there's a lot of them. And B, um
1: and, and white and white people are indigenous.
0: People. Well, that's that's true. And that's part of my own journey, actually. I realized at some point yeah. maybe the most important thing for me to do is actually understand. What, what you know i'm mostly english like what what were yeah. indigenous english people like what was going on like what was their spirituality all oh, that yeah uh, what's
1: our oh, G- yeah well, what was their
0: G- yeah um, yeah yeah and the, but the other you know challenge with that is that it it does tend to romanticize indigenous cultures sure. Sure. as though as though none of these characteristics ever existed before the idea of white supremacy.
1: Oh my gosh, yeah, yeah, Or or maybe the
0: most generous explanation is that, oh, white supremacy is sort of perfecting these, which, you know, there's like an argument for that. Like, I don't know, at least the story I heard is Hitler came over here to study how we were doing racism because we had done it, you know, we did it so well in America. Yeah. Anyway, what is your perspective on the characteristics of white supremacy culture? Uh,
1: Well, um, it would be fascinating. It's, uh, I guess the presupposition I think is hogwash meaning it's the culture is the way of life of a group of people. That's true. I agree with that. Uh, white supremacy culture, meaning this is how white supremacists think. Um, I have to tell you, having spoken to people who I think would vehemently oppose white supremacy, uh, defensiveness is one of the uh, traits. Uh, you're, I've not find, I've not found more defensive people than people who try to defend, uh, systemic racism. Oh, in terms of online, this is where my online thing, uh, right to,
0: right to come as a good thing, but defend the idea of systemic racism. You mean?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then personal defense, they become personally d- defensive. Uh, uh, I think you had just sent me the first page of a thing, which was like one of the most offensively defensive things on sort of on like Brown people teaching white people about whiteness or whatever, and being quite defensive and irritated about it. Um, so the fascinating thing is to look at all of these, uh, there's some good characteristics here and there's some bad ones. Um, and then there is uh, erasing individualism, which would mean, uh, I assume then it's fascinating that individualism is, the, is, a, is a fundamental cultural element of people who are fundamentally collectivist as white supremacist has to be fundamentally collectivist. So some of these things just don't make logic that doesn't make any logical sense. Right, if you value that which you do not base your existence on, so then basically you're saying they're liars in the way that they tend to pretend to prioritize. In which case, these aren't really characteristics; these are false. characters. I mean, right? Your brain starts to, bzz, bzz, bzz. Um, and that and it also presumes. So I think the problem is, and I think this is where a lot of people's defensiveness came from. I don't know any white supremacists really. Uh, this guy Blaine is probably the only person I've ever met in my life who was a white supremacist. So then. I don't know how he felt about all those things. And I don't know any people to go talk to and consult about this. We'd have to go speak to white supremacists to see if this validates their culture. I think a lot of people got too mad about this sort of thing because people started teaching us as though it was related to whiteness, which it isn't. That's not even the claim. Um, and then some people were like, this is white. But people some people have made that claim. I shouldn't say no one has, where they're like, oh, these are the attributes. These are cultural attributes of whiteness, essentially. Uh, but that's not what's being claimed here. Um,
0: well, so, I, I think it is, and I think this is where the language gets all tripped up. Because in okay. my, as this is presented and as I've read it, I have always associated this with that systemic culture, and and people absolutely often relate this to capitalism. Point at where these characteristics show up in the business world. Yeah, I've never heard anybody correlate this to the idea of a white supremacist. Like, oh, yeah, the so neo-Nazi has these yeah. characteristics. No, they're talking. They're like the guy in the suit. You know downtown. He, he, you know, he's he's the one.
1: Um, that... Well, he has to either. But in order to you see, this is what I mean. The definitions are contrary. So then, the latter definition, just because the arguments suck, I'm assuming doesn't exist. Just because the arguments are terrible, no one has any good arguments for it. So I'm not going to be the, the the prevalence of bad arguments is often for me highly convincing of the contrary. So All I hear is bad arguments. Then I'm going to assume that you're there is no defense. Because especially when those bad arguments get popular or whatever, then I'm like, all right. So yeah, so then this, for example, doesn't really exist. If 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 white supremacist culture has no assumption in any way as to white supremacy, then it can't be a white supremacist culture. Or you're just inventing a new thing completely. So then it's not that you you need to call it something else and not be and not be lazy or whatever. But then if you're saying that about the United States, then that means if, if the United States is a systemically uh, white supremacist culture, then this is the culture of everybody in the United States, essentially, right? So this, that's this that's is,
0: the argument, like this is the water, like this is the norm, this is-
1: This is the norm, this is the thing. So then- uh,
0: which, which is uh, also the, interesting the because- The black One, supremacist one contradiction you often also see is that, that white people and whiteness have no culture. So, so even calling it white supremacy culture is kind of like, you know, or 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 maybe yeah. that's the criticism is like, oh, this is the closest thing we have to culture, which is all based on domination and, and oppression and you know, colonialism. Yeah,
1: yeah, which is that's again, that's as silly as a as a monkey in a in a banana suit playing roller derby. That's, I mean, that's not even that's not even a serious proposition, because I mean, again, black black supremacists believe most of these things. Progress is bigger and more, absolutely. Uh, perfectionism, absolutely. Right to comfort, absolutely. Sense of urgency, absolutely. Defensiveness, absolutely. Individualism, absolutely. Quality over quantity, I mean, quantity over quality, that's a, I don't know, quality quantity would be the best. Either or thinking, absolutely. Worship of the r- written word, absolutely. Objectivity, I mean, that is hilarious. I mean, if you try to per- paint, this is, this is when I'm, I start to see manipulation. When you put objectivity as like somehow a malevolent, a malevolent supreme ruling, what you're essentially engaging in is is attempted tyranny. Because if you remove like objectivity as like a should be a dominant, then the opposite would be subjectivity. So then if subjectivity rules, then the power then whoever's most powerful wins always. If you remove the idea of being able to like validate anything through objective means or the dominance of, then, that is exactly what tyrants have done throughout human history. They basically say, the king says, oh, well, I think it's this. No, the king's foot determines what a foot is. Change everything, carpenters. Good luck engineering. You can't accomplish anything. So especially when I see stuff like that, I'm like, oh, this is just, it's mostly manipulation. You no, know, do those things exist in our culture? Yes. Are all of them good? No. Does it have anything to do with white supremacy? Heck if I know. No one's made that connection that I've seen. And I love, but I've seen people not make that connection to pretend they made the connection. So I don't, I, I, I can, I just don't know. And I don't know why they call it white supremacy. That's just bad. It's baffling. And anytime you talk to anybody, they're like, "Go get educated," and you're like, oh, "Okay, thanks, thanks for helping me."
0: There's a whole website, Brendan.
1: I know, but i but even in reading it, and again, this is the, I was like, to me, it just basically seems like a way to communicate uh, power. Like everything's about power. Right? It's that sort of idea, it's this whatever, the accusation of cultural Marxism becomes prevalent because it includes capitalism as though capitalism is as oppressive as sexism, but it doesn't say communism, right? Which would be if you're gonna put systems of economic social organization, you'd, you'd put like maybe at least the top two one, the fact that they only put capitalism, basically seems like they're trying to do a pseudo Marxist way of, instead of talking about class, they're trying to make it about race, that's like the general accusation against this sort of premise in general. And I was like, "Uh, eh. I mean, I'm not completely convinced by that argument, but it's a, it's, a, it's a tenable argument, especially when you put, when you explicitly put capitalism in there, but you don't put communism, despite the fact that communism is ideologically is responsible for the, the most monumental genocides we've had recorded in human history. So you're like, oh, we know how the level that can get. I think capitalist societies, I don't, something like 12 million, we killed like 12 million Indigenous people here, like as a as a saying us, meaning like the United people, citizens of the United States of America, all races, we're all to blame because it was our our government did. It. I have a passport says United States of America. So to some degree, I'm stuck with that identity on paper, like objectively. Um but we killed a ton of people. Capitalism, capitalists have killed a ton of people. We just we've lost. We're not as we're not as proficient in in, in like committing genocide. So when I see that, I just, I, to me, the whole thing reads disingenuous, but I think you're a more positive person than I am. So I'm more, I have a tendency when people start being disingenuous or making shitty arguments, then I have a tendency to just like go, all right, fine. I'll argue with you as long as I can. And then, and I certainly interact with these people who believe these things on a regular basis to intense debate degrees. But I think you have a better handle on, okay, but what about this is true, right? And this is one of the tendencies I rely on my wife for, for you for people in my life to be like, okay, yes, great. That's all the things that are completely wrong with this. You're not wrong, but what's right about this? You know what I mean? And so that's yeah. why I, that's why I would look for, to to you to help me. Like, how well, would this? How do we show that this is white supremacist, even for example?
0: Well, and I thank you for that. And I also have a tendency to to really go all in and skip a few steps, which is we've talked at length about more like the woke religion. So sure. I have to. When I first saw this, it was at a period where I was just like, "Yep, yep, absolutely." That's the way yeah. we're in. It's all white supremacy culture. That's that's you know, and and even justifying if somebody who's not white engages in this, it was it was due. It must be. It, there's no other conclusion than it must be due to the subjugation and the oppression and the fact that the only way they could reengage with and survive in in you know, a white supremacy society was was actually to bring on and take on those characteristics as well. Yeah. yeah there's probably some of that happening but I
1: I would say yeah probably right
0: but but I feel like in some way I'm like in this reform period where I'm kind of like okay well what happens if I don't go all in to the ideology and just accept all of it as true um yeah and so I you know I one thing I probably we would might both agree on is that we could take any one of these characteristics Mm -hmm. and we could have a whole discussion about like trying to objectively connect that to white supremacy in yeah. of ways yeah that'd, yeah, yeah, that'd be interesting or we could uh, not to bypass it but to say and this is you know i also have a lot of training as a coach and leadership yeah. development you know you could any one of these you could just look at in the context of i think as you just mentioned some of these are qualities that that aren't that i think we would both agree on aren't the best way to behave aren't going to lead to the best outcomes uh, yeah for
1: yeah yeah
0: myself and whatever community yeah or,
1: yeah 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 with. like pragmatic
0: yeah and that could be valuable right mm-hmm. so, yes you know, the question maybe coming out is like how valuable is it to just blanket call all of these traits white supremacy culture yeah. which is it you know i would even at this point say that's too broad a brush it's sure. it's an interesting perspective and i i personally I, I i believe in the correlation of that i think more than you do um and i question like why why is that valuable along with just just looking at each of these qualities and ways of being, and saying where does this show up in your life? Yeah. and if the culture that's really diverse, maybe maybe you could have a really honest discussion and be like, wow, gosh, the white people actually do do this stuff more.
1: Yeah. That's interesting.
0: what does that? Yeah, mean? yeah,
1: yeah. Oh. It'd be fascinating, right? Yeah. Well, I think that's that's what it's good to. I, that's why I appreciate even in this breakdown the focus on culture. It's like I think culture is massively influential, and and because of in part, like race, racial histories, racist histories, and even racial classification histories, not even racist, but just racial also, uh, people have a tendency to like cleave to groups and then form a culture within that group. Some of, and not all of anybody's culture is perfect. Some of it sucks, some of it's awesome, right? That's just how we do things, is not any justification <laughs> for good or evil. You know what I mean? It's, and it's good to celebrate the good and and, and, and castigate uh, the evil. I guess my question is I'm fascinated just in terms of, as I've been observing this sense of like, okay, if I devalue objectivity and upvalue subjectivity, if I've never, ever, like, if white supremacy is the water we swim in, why is it only dominantly subconscious like why does nobody say they're like oh they're dog whistling about it now see and you're like mm, maybe why does no one say it out loud ever or even when they do like why does our entire culture castigated as a concept hate like I, again i don't know anybody and I, I've, I've rarely ever met anyone who thinks white supremacist thought is right or good or in any way should be elevated in my entire life. So my lived experiences says people hate white supremacy. Everyone does, quote unquote everyone. And then nobody says it out loud ever. So it seems like if it was the water, it would just, it would come up, like it would come up more often. People would say it, it would just kind of slip out, you know, more often. And it like almost never does. So that to me just makes me go, like it's weird to say that that it's the water. We like it's ocean, it's ocean big, because people talk about the ocean all the time. And I see the ocean all the time. So if I can't see it, my lived experience says this is complete hogwash. So then subjectively, it's all this whole thing's a lie, right? But I live in an objective world, so I'm like, let's look at the evidence. There's evidence of it. Just because I don't see it doesn't it doesn't mean it doesn't exist, right? All that sort of thing. Um, this is the inferiority of subjectivity on display. But I was like, wow, wow. I think that's, I've never even thought about that question until this conversation. I was like, why does it, why do we only talk about how we hate it and no one says it?
0: I mean, that's the tone of this kind of training is that we don't say it because we don't, because it's subconscious and we don't see it.
1: Yeah, Um, but we consciously talk about it in hateful ways often, like a lot. Right. So then we're not it's not a subconscious concept. Like
0: But we skip the we skip from the subconscious reality of living it to the guilt of becoming aware of it. Yeah, we I think we skip over the part of saying like, oh, being white, being white is great, if that's what you're getting at.
1: Yeah, or well, not just great, like literally I have to be superior, right? Supremacy necessitates necessitates that as a belief. Or or even a reality because white people aren't. We don't live in a white supremacist culture where white people are the most successful group. They're not. So we that's and that's that's an objective fact. Like literally. What if
0: we zoom into like early twentieth century where
1: maybe then yeah
0: Jim Crow you know where it's kind of like more overtly in the water in the context of like segregation where yeah I I I you know hey the. You're supposed to be in that bathroom. You're supposed to be in that water fountain. You're yeah. supposed to be in that part of the bus. Because that's like that's pretty that's objective, right? That's like somebody's most, saying where, where you should be. Like, and l- well,
1: right. Unless they were being honest, which I don't think they were, about the separate but equal concept, in which case that's not supremacist. It's just separate. So that's not even explicitly de facto supremacists. I think they're lying personally, but I don't know. I I don't live inside their hand, but I think there's enough objective evidence. You have to look at it objectively, right? I think there's objective evidence that I think it was, there's plenty of white supremacy pervading.
0: Is it um, better to be on the front of the bus or the back of the bus?
1: I, I like the back of the bus personally. See,
0: that's very telling. Cause you were like, hey, black people on the back of the bus, that's the best part of the bus.
1: That's the best part. Cause that is that big long seat where you can sit next to everybody or whatever. Um, I I don't care wherever there's a seat really that's I mean that's when it becomes a problem and this is right scarcity creates the tension when there's not too many seats or there's only seats in the front you're like well the seat is where I sit right but separate separate is not necessarily uh separate it just could be based on false belief right because we just did this during the pandemic and didn't really seem to be too concerned about it that there was if you're not wearing a mask you stay outside if you're not vaccinated You don't come in here. We talked about it extensively. It's based on fear. Now, was there supremacist thought in that? The vaccinated people thought there was supreme? Some people. But was that the entire culture creating it? Not de facto. So you can't de facto assume that about segregation concepts either, right? Now, I think they were, and I would argue that they were, but we can't say that they were definitively as for any person who set those things in place. You know what I'm saying? So since it is complex, that's what I mean, like,
0: it reliably showed up in like redlining and yeah early
1: or at least early, yeah, explicitly in early redlining, yeah. But then yep. did did it descend into class or was it already co coordinate with class? In which case, it's class redlining at this point. Like, we don't know if it's still racial anymore yeah. or if it's class or political based. And so, in some of the white supremacy culture, that may have been true in 1950. I wasn't born in 1950. The, the world I've grown up in, to say it's the water we live in, I was like, you would see we'd see manifestations of it. You'd see people would say it. Someone would be saying it. If it was the water we swim in, people would feel a lot more comfortable with saying. And I've, again, maybe people have lived, had lived experience where they've heard plenty of people say such things. I've, I've only heard white supremacist thing come from black people. I've, you know what I mean, in terms of colorist stuff or whatever. Oh gosh, yeah, my mom wouldn't let me go out in the sun because I, I got done. I was like, okay, that's, that's weird. Um, well, here's, here's uh, related, so then, so my fascination is, that's, is, is that a, I think this is the misapprehension of associating white supremacy culture with whiteness, white supremacy culture could just as tenably through my lived experience only. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a black concept. So it's just, I would associate white supremacy with blackness just my lived experience alone. And that's a, that's a tenable proposal. Um, I don't know how, if that's any more uh, dynamic or true than the, the prior proposal. But it's at least, it's, a, it's, it's as tenable. And I've seen actual, and heard actual manifestations of it. So then that's the thing. I was like, well, why does it manifest there out loud? But it doesn't manifest. I, I, don't, I don't see it manifest amongst people who would be in a supremacist culture.
0: So it's, you know, microaggressions, I think are a whole category here, which even there, there's some yeah. controversy. Or, you know, some people are like, we shouldn't talk about them because they're not micro, they're, they're sure. actually have a huge impact, right? Or, yeah, some yeah, yeah. people just think of the whole idea of that kind of language is a distraction. Um, but I heard a story uh, two days ago, I co produced um, a dialogue with Van Gilmer uh, called Intimate Dialogues about race, and it's you know, he he was telling a story this week um about just how he how he is regularly treated Mm -hmm. um particularly by white folks you know he's lives in a very white community in the north suburbs of chicago works for the Bahai temple you know it's just he's in a very white world he's 80 years old he was sitting on in the lunch counters and you know uh in the you know in the 50s and um this yeah i am just I want to be careful not to reveal like too much of his story but sure the the high level version was just that you know he's regularly interacting with white folks who like would say something perhaps like um i i you know i i hear what you're saying but basically constantly challenge him in his experience
1: Particularly yep. when talking
0: about race, race and racism, and his experience, yeah. Now, and then he interprets that. I think it would. I don't know if he would name it as white supremacy. Interestingly yeah. enough, but it, but I certainly think he would name it as as racism and a, and a problem and a challenge with race in America as he has lived Ooh. a kind of experience right. and stories I'll never fully understand,
1: right? Which is a self. His perspective is a self supremacist perspective. That to be challenged. For someone to be challenged in their claim is is like causes a consternation and umbrage. So it's a supremacist thought that his perception is supreme and should not be challenged or questioned. Which I think old people do a lot. That's right. I'm an ageist. And I've thought this since I was a child. It was like, old people think they know everything. Most, a lot of old people, 80 year olds are just 80 times worse. Some of them are 80 times more awesome. Or 40, you know, you have good and bad years. So that's fascinating to me. Like, again, if that's what you're in, uh, but if we're gonna go on lived experience only, then so is, is he, is that true? Is his perception true? Or, cause I've had an opposite experience, is my perception true? And then how do you weigh, this is the whole problem, right? And then how do you put lived experience next to each other? And this is where I think the intersectional thing comes in and is malevolent where it says, well, we listen to the, we elevate the voices, of the marginalized, meaning they are the saintly or or priestly class so then if you're, if you're lower in the marginalization scale, your voice counts for more. And then starting to assign anybody your voice counts for more based on a racial basis is exactly what got us into this mess in the first place because we are in a mess, right? Th- these things existed. White, white supremacy existed. White supremacy does exist presently. Um, and, and it's influenced the founding of our nation, I think, palpably, you know,
0: definitively,
1: yeah. objectively. The evidence is there. You can't deny that it wasn't factor was it the dominant factor i don't think so was it was it heavily influential absolutely there yes you know so yeah. that's fascinating right what it's it's it creates quite a conundrum just for every human being as to like how do we navigate such a thing
0: well and, and and this is not about van anymore but i've heard from other um black folks in particular some that are you know some that are involved with like dei that that you know they might say like all i care about is systemic racism. Yeah, And there's a, you know, tender defensiveness there of of like, I got thick skin. Like, I'm I'm not worried about your feelings, but what I care about is, is intergenerational wealth disparity. I'm like, great. Like, so do I, that's the thing that is important to look at and to change. And, and hope, you know, hopefully you would uh, align with that's more measurable, like that we can actually look at that. Right. We economic. can't we
1: can't necessarily connect it to racism, but you can, yeah, you can and certainly and
0: certainly correlate it to class as you said earlier and yeah, all of that. But, but here's it just the exists.
1: Thing. Yeah, it does exist. And it is, it would be great to make it better.
0: I also don't fully believe that. I think yeah. we are humans, we have feelings. Yes. I often see feelings uh, influencing the, the you know discussions about race. Yeah. I I just feel like it it's it'd be more honest to recognize that and sort of Yeah pretend that you know i'm very sensitive having had a number of very personal discussions with black people folks in particular and friends um you know at first i recognized that i was sort of like treating this too academically and treating this too almost like like i was excited about it like oh isn't this a fun thing to learn about yeah let's go solve it yeah this is my lived experience and it sucks and yeah yeah, not just be so smiley about it. I'm like, okay, that was a good lesson to learn. <laughs> yeah, um, no, it's healing. They it's are healing. there; those feelings are yeah. there, and we, are. we recognize them. You know,
1: we need healing. Well, we need healing on all levels, man. We need internal healing. I think that's the root, personally, is that internal healing leading to external healing. Um, but it's easy. I know I focus on it sometimes to my own detriment. Focus on external healing over internal healing because it seems more energizing. Yeah. Well, we all need it both. And that's both,
0: uh, man. I couldn't agree more. I think all reds hopefully do lead to healing. And...
1: and we're all responsible for each other's healing, guys. I'm going to put that on all of you. For our own and for everybody else's. We're a community. We're all together. Not just for our groups, but for all of us. So the woundings, whether or not you know they're real or caused by a real thing, even the woundings is something I have to remind myself of are to be attended to. Because even a psychosomatic injury is still an injury.
0: And I didn't sort of finish the whole chain of Dr. Rupa Mario's work, but it, she's a doctor. So it basically lands on trauma and then it takes that even a layer deeper to inflammation. So again, yep. something measurable. And I do remember we talked about yeah. this at some yeah. point. Well, lots of things cause inflammation. True. Yeah. So the question is how much inflammation or, or health disorders are, are indeed caused by Systemic factors, you know, that's a question worth attempting to answer. As so many, I'd
1: I'd love to know. As a sufferer of ulcerative colitis, I certainly would love to know the answer to that question.
0: (laughs) I, but that just, to me, validates what you just said. The thing that is needed across all of this is healing. Yeah, and I find these conversations with you to be part of my not only exploration, but but part of my healing, because I do believe we get closer to the truth.
1: Yeah. Well, I I love you very much, and I I love uh, hearing your heart poured out of your mouth, man.
0: I love you, and I'll see you soon. Bye.